Hello, Mechanicsville Church family and others who may be listening. Uh, it's a joy to be together, uh, even if we're separate. It's a joy for, to also come together around God's Word anytime we can. I would invite you to come on Sundays at 11 o'clock to our service in the parking lot where we stay in our cars in the front lawn. Uh, also, Sunday school at 9 o'clock, if you have the ability to go into YouTube, uh, you can do that as well, and the information is available in the email that you get uh, each week. And so I hope that uh, the ways that we're trying to connect have meaning and purpose to you and are helping you during these difficult times. Our scripture lesson this morning is found in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who was a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also was a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. One day, David Livingston stood before the students of Glasgow University. He had spent many long years in the heart of Africa at a time when conditions were much more trying than we find them even today. It was the occasion of the commencement exercises, and Livingston asked, Shall I tell you what sustained me in my exiled life among strangers whose language I did not understand? A hush swept over the student audience. It was this. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The Christ of whom we read in the New Testament lives today as the conqueror of death. That which he did during his earthly ministry, he continues to seek to do through his church and through his individual followers in the church. Christ came to change things for the better. Jesus sought to change the heart and mind of individuals by giving them new insight concerning the nature and character of God, our Lord sought to change the structures of society by bringing about great changes within individuals. Jesus came to Jericho when Calvary was only a week away. It is interesting to note that he demonstrated deep concern for a man who was hated and despised by the people of the city. Instead of seeking popular applause, our Lord sought out the most hated man in town and demonstrated concern for him in order that changes might be made in his heart and in his life that would bring about changes within the city of Jericho. The pattern of our Lord should be our pattern today. The circumstances leading up to the remarkable meeting with Jesus is described in these verses. The crowd is huge, no doubt getting larger all the time as other pilgrims on their way to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem are attracted to it. Zacchaeus is too short to see over the crowd, which is so tightly pressed around Jesus that he cannot penetrate it. No one would likely make way for a hated tax collector. In order to be able to see Jesus, the little man runs along the main route until he gets ahead of the crowd. He climbs up in a tree 
so as to secure a guaranteed vantage point. For he had remained on the ground, he might have been shoved out of the way by the pressure of the throng. It's important for us to see how that Christ used these circumstances to make a difference in a person's life who then made a difference in others' lives, and we can do the same today. Christ became, in this incident, a self-invited guest. In the circumstances, Jesus' acceptance of and identification with the despised Zacchaeus constituted a bold public act. No other story gives more vivid evidence of the remarkable liberty exercised by Jesus in his association with people. Where the welfare of a man was at stake, he ignored all the taboos and social protocol. Not only does he recognize and speak to Zacchaeus, but he chooses to make the house of an unclean man his rest stop, thereby shocking all the religious people in the crowd. Jesus came to make a difference. Jesus came to show people another way. And so he said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at your house. There was something very personal and very pressing about this statement of our Lord. This would be Jesus' only opportunity to render a personal ministry to Zacchaeus. This would be Zacchaeus' only opportunity ever to have a personal interview with Jesus. Jesus was on his way toward Jerusalem. This was his last visit in Jericho. Our Lord seized an opportunity and it was necessary that Zacchaeus respond immediately and decisively to his opportunity. Christ came in love for Zacchaeus. The source of love must be discovered in the heart of God rather than in the loveliness of those who are the objects of his affection. Christ loved us first. It would be helpful if we would personalize and individualize the truth of John 3.16. God deals with people on the basis of his own love rather than on their loveliness. Because of God's love, Christ came to Zacchaeus who was hated and despised by the people he associated with. He continues to love in that manner. Christ also came to Zacchaeus because of his love for others. God loved Zacchaeus' family. If changes could be wrought within the heart of this man, a family would be blessed and moved closer to a life of true happiness and usefulness. God loved Zacchaeus' neighbors. He needed Zacchaeus as a channel of love that he might be a blessing to those neighbors. God loved Zacchaeus' enemies. He wanted to change Zacchaeus so that these enemies would be transformed into friends. Jesus wanted to show that in transforming Zacchaeus, everyone had an opportunity. Christ continued to seek the Zacchaeuses of our day. God does not avoid people whose lives are unlovely. God's redemptive activity is motivated by divine love rather than by something lovely in people. God wants to use each of his children so that he may bring redemption and the joy of being his child into the hearts and lives of those who are the outcast of society. Second, a seeking sinner was found by the seeking Savior as we look at verses 3 through 6. Zacchaeus' eager and joyful response to the totally unexpected turn of events is understandable. No self-respecting Jew would have anything to do with him. No one would greet him or extend the basic courtesies, much less offer warmth and friendship. Then along comes this man who speaks to him without censure, declaring in front of all the people that he is going to the tax collector's house. The sinner does not consciously and deliberately seek God. 
humans instead of choosing to cooperate with God, rebel against God in self-trust, self-love, and self-assertion. The Bible describes humanity as being dead in sin. People are cut off from God and do not seek God consciously and deliberately. Every sinner away from God needs what only God can give. Deep within the heart of every person, there's a God-shaped vacuum that only God himself can fill. Some people seek to fill this vacuum with the security that wealth brings or the popularity that success brings. Others seek to fill this void by trying to satisfy all of the appetites of their human nature. And in this season, we're beginning to see more clearly that those things really do not matter. Zacchaeus was rich, but he was not happy. He had put riches above patriotism. He had put riches above his religion. He had put the desire for riches above popular approval. Although his stomach was satisfied, his heart was hungry for acceptance by his fellow human beings. Zacchaeus was loved by Christ even though he was unlovable. He was unloved in his city. Perhaps he was unloved even in his own home, for all that he had to offer were material things. Most likely he could not see anything within himself that was very lovable. Zacchaeus had been looking for life in the wrong way, in the wrong place. Fortunate indeed he was that Christ Jesus came his way. The third thing we see in this story is that Christ came to change things. Christ did not come to pronounce a benediction on the status quo. He came to produce revolutionary changes that transform and enrich our lives. He wants to change the attitude of those who consider themselves to be very religious. Our Lord exposed himself to the hostility of the people within the city of Jericho as well as that of his own disciples when he decided to express friendship toward the publican Zacchaeus. Because of his relationship with the army of occupation, Zacchaeus was an outcast. He was unwelcome in any of the religious and civic activities in his city, but he was not outside the concern of the heart of God. Acceptance of the outsider involves identification with him to the extent that one becomes the target of the hostility and abuse heaped on him. They all murmured, the scripture teaches. Jesus' acceptance of Zacchaeus was unconditional. He did not say, if you will give up your job and stop doing the things that make it costly for me to associate with you, I will go to your house. Have we abandoned some segments of our society and considered them to be outside the circle of God's love? If so, we need to reexamine the pattern that our Lord followed and identify with his program. Christ helped Zacchaeus to make some changes in his way of life. We can only speculate concerning the things that were discussed during Jesus' visit in Zacchaeus' home. It is interesting to notice some of the results of that visit, though. Christ helped Zacchaeus to replace the greed that was in his heart with graciousness and generosity. Perhaps our Lord helped Zacchaeus to see that true happiness does not come as a result of greedily grasping after material things. Jesus succeeded in helping Zacchaeus to change philosophy of life. Perhaps Jesus repeated the great truth found in Luke 6.38 and Acts 20.35 during that visit. Christ helped Zacchaeus to replace selfishness with righteousness in his mind and in his conduct. Only a profound change in the minds and life could bring about such an important change in the conduct of this man. It is evident that Zacchaeus decided to put the kingdom of God and his righteousness first in his life. Christ gave to Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus accepted a new purpose for his life. 
Under the impact of unconditional acceptance by Jesus, a transformation is worked in the life of Zacchaeus. The sign of that transformation is a radical change in his attitude toward wealth. It is no longer his God. Christ can change things today. A follower of Christ is a mind through which Christ thinks, a voice through which Christ speaks, a heart through which Christ loves, a hand through which Christ helps. And we can be all of those things, and we need to be those things in this time of uncertainty. Christ will not come into your heart merely to occupy space as a silent, uninvolved spectator. The meaning of Jesus' entrance into his house is given in the word, salvation has come to this house. Just as the mighty acts of Jesus were concrete demonstrations of God's power, so also were his acts of acceptance and grace concrete expressions of God's salvation. Christ will change your heart and mind. Let him be something more than a savior from the penalty of sin. He wants to be the master of your life. He wants to be your teacher and give to you authentic truth about God for the living of life. He wants to be your friend and counselor. Christ will bring about changes within your home life. Christ will help you be a better husband or wife. He will help you to be better parents to your children. He will help you as a youth to relate yourself properly to your parents in a creative and stimulating way. Christ will seek to bring about changes within the city and country as individuals let him become the guiding, controlling factor in their lives. Christ will bring about changes within the church. Christ wanted to abide within the church and to use the church as an instrument through which he could bless the community and the world. In a large stone cathedral in Europe, there was a large, magnificent pipe organ. It was Saturday afternoon. The sexton was making one final check of the choir and organ loft, high in the balcony at the back of the church. He was startled to hear footsteps echoing up the stone stairway as he thought the doors were all locked and no one was around. He turned to see a man in slightly tattered traveling clothes coming toward him. Excuse me, sir, the stranger said. I have come from quite a distance to see the great organ in this cathedral. Would you mind opening the console so that I might get a closer look at it? The custodian first refused, but the stranger seemed so eager and insistent that he finally gave in. May I sit on the bench? That request of the stranger was met with absolute refusal by the cathedral custodian. What if the organist came in and found you sitting there? I would probably lose my job. But again, the stranger was so persistent that the sexton gave in. But only for a moment, he added. The custodian noticed that the stranger seemed to be very much at home on the organ bench, so he was not completely surprised when he was asked by the stranger to be allowed to play the organ No, definitely not, said the custodian. No one is allowed to play it except the cathedral organist. The man's face fell and his deep disappointment was obvious. He reminded the custodian how far he had come and assured him that no damage would be done. Finally, the sexton relented and told the stranger he could play the instrument, but only a few notes, and then he would have to leave. Overjoyed, the stranger pulled out some stops and began to play. Suddenly, the cathedral was filled with the most beautiful music the custodian had ever heard in all his years in that place. The music seemed to transport him heavenward. In what seemed all too short a time, the dowdy stranger stopped playing and slid off the organ bench and started down the stairway. Wait, cried the custodian. That was the most beautiful music I ever heard in the cathedral. Who are you? The stranger turned for just a moment as he replied, Mendelssohn. The man was none other than Felix Mendelssohn, one of the greatest organists and composers of the 19th century. 
The cathedral sexton was alone now in the great stone edifice, that bright, beautiful organ music still ringing in his ears. Just think, he said softly, I almost kept the master from playing his music in the cathedral. Each one of us has the opportunity to have a personal relationship with the master of the universe, Jesus Christ. Let's not keep him from playing his music and being master of our lives. When Christ walked down the street of Jericho and found Zacchaeus on the limb of the sycamore tree, some great things happened. Zacchaeus discovered he sees me, he knows me, he loves me, he wants me, and he decided he can have me. You are wise today to receive him. Rejoice in him. Respond to him. Christ will continue to bring about change in those and through those who will let him come to dwell within them as he came that day to visit in the home of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Is the living Lord able to stay at your house? Are you listening to him, responding to him, and loving through him those who are around you? Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the power of your word and for the love of our Savior. Thankful for this very familiar story that many of us have heard even as children. And yet, Father, we still can learn and we still can grow as a result of hearing the change that came over Zacchaeus. May the living Lord change us as he comes to dwell within our hearts, now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen.